Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, August 20th, 2018. I hope that you all had a phenomenal weekend. It's so good to have you back with me on the podcast today. If you are new, I ask that you go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. If you are returning, thank you so much for your support. And don't forget that you can continue to support the podcast by sharing with others and making sure that they subscribe. But you can also donate to the podcast as well. It's in the description link on on the platform that you're listening to below. Before we get started, I got to let you know that the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. Fibersoul is apparel that speaks life. And right now you can get 15% off of your first order using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. Make sure you go over and do that. Listen, so before we get started with a new series that I'm going to be releasing, probably within the next week, I decided today to do to uh, do today's podcast um, just from Q&A on from my Instagram page. Actually, I put up the little question thing and said, hey, you know, what's on your mind? Let me know. We'll talk about it on today's podcast. So that's what this is. And I'm excited, man. I got some really good questions and I've got some really good answers. I'm definitely not going to hold you all and keep you long. This is still going to be brief. And I've been able to kind of cut it down in a way that I think will be digestible, but still very uh, in depth as well. So I want to go ahead and get into it. So shout out to everybody who took the time to ask questions. Listen, I want to do this again. So next time, it doesn't just have to always be Instagram. You can actually leave questions right here on the Anchor app. You can record your questions. You can type them. You can send them to me. If you want to ask questions and we do the next episode on the podcast, you can email your questions. Just email booking at richardtaylorjr.com. I'll definitely be able to get to you and we can go ahead and get those questions answered. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a questions episode. Sometimes Sometimes I'll take time at the end of the podcast just to answer the questions that come my way. I think it's that important and I want to be able to do that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into these questions today. The first one comes from Danielle underscore JM. She says, Richard, do you think it's okay to use medication for anxiety and depression? Now, this is tricky. Um, I would definitely not tell someone whether or not they should or shouldn't. My personal opinion is that I am not a fan of medications. Um, And I've worked enough on the clinical side with young men and young women who have had to take medications. And I've seen the quick short term positives. But at the same time, I've also seen the long term effects when it comes to things that can't be seen right away. One of the things that we have to understand when it comes to big pharma and And a lot of these medications, they are really a Band-Aid over a wound. Um, It's a Band-Aid over an open cut that hasn't been treated. Um, This is just me. You know, maybe you don't feel like this. I saw somebody get really upset with Kanye West, actually, um, when he talked about the medication. And I mean, as upset as they were when he when they say, you know, Kanye is encouraging people not to take medications. I could not disagree with Kanye because he's absolutely right. These big pharma companies are putting chemicals in our body and it makes you feel like, oh, everything's okay for the moment. It's helping them with their depression or their anxiety. And the reality is, is that it's just simply covering it up. But what happens when you take stuff for too long and it doesn't work anymore? And I'll use myself as an example, because somebody said, would you, they were mad at Kanye's comment about encouraging people not to take medication when it came to mental health. And they responded by saying, 
Well, would you tell a person who's dealing with some kind of medical issue like heart issues or blood pressure or whatever else not to take medicine? And I I didn't laugh at it, but I thought it was kind of funny because I'm like, well, yes, I would, because what we've been taught for so long from these MDs is that these medicines help, but there is never a conversation on natural remedies. When we talk about the body physically and mentally, the God created so much on this earth that can literally help with these things, right? And you don't have to drug yourself with all of the nonsense and the crap from Big Pharma. You don't. But at the same time, I get it. That's what they're pushed to sell and to get out. However, and I've been on the homeopathic uh yeah, joint for about two years now, almost fully two years when it comes to finding natural remedies. You're talking to somebody who has had high blood pressure in the past and being able to get off of those medications because the reality is, is that, yes, I would tell somebody, yo, that's not a good look. The stuff that they put you on for blood pressure, for example, um, different medicines, cardiovalol, lisinopril, like all the, listen, I was taking it and I mean, I thought people were being shady at first saying like, you know, Richard, you look tired. You look you look like you just you got bags under your eyes. And I'm like, but I'm getting sleep and I'm I'm getting rest. But I didn't realize that from taking these certain things and I started to get really lethargic. I had dizzy spells like it was doing something to my body because of the fact that it wasn't a natural thing that my body could actually receive and take in. Um, and so. I, I definitely understand it. And even on the side of when it comes to these medications for the brain, guys, at the end of the day, as much as they they say it helps, we've, we've got to start doing our own research when it comes to what are the chemicals, what are the ingredients that they're putting in this stuff that could potentially be a detriment to me. Right. And I'm not look, I'm not going I'm not telling you either way what you should do. I'm letting you know what Richard did. OK. And with that being the case, I ended up finding natural paths when it came to different things, guys. And it's not no weird, quirky stuff. It's just stuff that the earth has. Perfect example. When we talk about anxiety and depression, there are certain things that have great benefits that help to better mental spaces. And I'm going to give you a few examples and I want you to go ahead and research these things for yourself. Omega threes. Now these can come from fish. This can come from um, the actual omega three pills that they have with the vitamin C in it. Um, but you should definitely look into it. Exercise, of course, right, guys. One of the biggest things that helped me when it came to the physical side from losing 170 pounds and now keeping it off, um, and really just living a cleaner, healthy life was letting go of the processed foods, the junk foods. These foods have chemicals in them. And so, yes, I mean, it's the same way when it comes to your mental, though, too. junk foods, right? Literally getting rid of foods that are high in sugar, starting to eat more whole foods like vegetables and fruits. Guys, did you know that blueberries and blackberries actually have a lot of antioxidants, but they also are very good for mental function, right? They actually help. They Studies have started to show that they are helpful now when it comes to early onset dementia. Guys, they help when 
it comes to your memory. Berries are really good when it comes to brain function. These are small, simple changes that we can make in our lifestyle and in our diet, guys, that could help us. Multivitamins are really good for you. I love tea. Now, if you if you follow me on Instagram and you've ever seen my tea cabinet, you know, I think we're probably up to about 75 teas, like different types of teas. <laughs> Delina and I don't play with teas. Definitely in the fall and winter time. It's a wrap. But listen, chamomile, and you can you can definitely find chamomile as a plant, but they also have the chamomile um uh, um, essential oils now where you can put them in a diffuser and let them you know spray throughout your home you can also do the chamomile tea and of course this helps with sleepiness but it also is a calming agent as well you also have um i think it's called l-thionine uh, or green tea right green tea is essentially what it is you would find it in green tea but green tea leaves right and the actual green tea itself uh lemon balm is actually really really good you also have passion flower. And what I think is so interesting about passion flower, guys, you got to look the flower up. But the German government actually approved it for nervous restlessness. And I thought that was really interesting because I've heard a lot of people on the homeopathic side talk about this whole thing of, of um, passion flower. And so when I finally decided to look it up, I thought it was really interesting just to see how they've been using it in studies now to kind of help curve. And so it's actually been stated that the passion flower is is now being sold over the counter in Germany as an alternative to the prescription drugs as well, because it is so effective when it comes to nervousness and restlessness. So these are just a few things. Um, Danielle, I hope this answers your question. For me, I'm not going to say whether or not I, I personally don't. I understand that everybody has their reasoning, but I think just because of the fact that I've had so many ups and downs when it comes to pharma medicine in general and understanding that these aren't just like natural things for the body. They're a band-aid. They're not really helping to heal it. Guys, look, understand one thing. There is more money in treating an issue rather than curing it, right? And so these are just some things that I think we need to be mindful of. The next question comes from gracious one underscore for me. She says, do you agree that focusing on self-care can be a reason for depression? She means not getting your wants type of focus. Now, um, I think I actually did a podcast episode on this earlier in the year, and I know I've done a video on it before. Um, and, and this is a great question. I talked about how we've got to be mindful to separate self-care and selfishness. Um, and the reason why I say this is because true self-care is going to always be something that allows you to be better, that helps you to become better. It, it, it literally cures an issue, right? Self-care helps you to identify things that have been holding you back for maybe a short period of time or even a long period of time. Self-care is a thing that will help you get to mental clarity. It will help you get to a space of thinking freely and actually functioning better. However, some people I've noticed have really misconceived the idea of self-care and it has become selfish. And it speaks to a thing of not the self-care itself being the thing that leads to the 
the depression or these thoughts. You said it, you hit it right on the head um, when you said um, the focus. It's the focus of the person. A lot of times when the focus and the heart isn't in alignment with what will help you to be better when it comes to things that you are caring for, for self, this is where we start to teeter the line of paying attention to the wrong things that can open the doorway to sadness. And if left there long enough, of course, can lead to the feelings of depression, can lead to the comparisons that really hit home on depression. We've got to be very mindful of making sure that when we are taking care of ourselves, guys, self-care, and it's not something that we post. It's not you just going out to get mimosas. Self-care is not you out at a party with your friends talking about you living your best life. A lot of self-care, the most intentional self-care is going to come from things that aren't bragged about. It's going to come and it's not going to show through the time that you're spending doing it. It's going to show through the results the next time that issues arise and you decide to make a different action than what you've done in times past. This is where we see the true results of self-care. This is where we see self-care in its rawest form. And this is where we see the transformation. So we've got to be mindful not to allow our selfish ambition um, to take over and, and trick us into thinking that we're actually using self-care. Because a lot of times when that happens, we're not. So it is about the focus. Thank you, gracious one underscore for me. That was a great question. Our buddy at Lawrence Crowley, I'm sorry, at Lawrence underscore Crowley says, how do you know if you are the glue that holds everyone together? This is a phenomenal question. I feel like we all are at some point in time, but some of us even more than others, right? How do you know if you're the glue? Uh, one of the things I, I would say is is just looking at your personality and, and how the people around you cling to you. Say, for instance, on the family side, are you the one that is literally like the neutral space for everyone? You get along with everyone around you or everyone around you finds themselves trusting you or you you have or possess maybe a charisma or you possess a big heart or something like that. Those are the type of, of things that I think are good signs to show like you being the glue. The, the flip side, too, is do you feel a tug in your heart or in your spirit? Do you feel tugged at times to just really be there for people? Are you a people person? Are you a lover of people? These are the things that really kind of start to show the signs of someone who's the glue who can be very helpful, who can be the one when when others won't listen to others, they'll listen to you. When others won't cling to others, they'll cling to you. When everything is going crazy, you seem to feel like you're the only one with the solution and you implement it and it actually works. These are all signs of the glue. It's like the sun from uh, the movie Soul Food, right? Everybody was going crazy in there and all he wanted to do was have a nice meal like Big Mama used to have back in the day. And that's what I mean. Like that that's the glue, right? The, the person that's like, yo, what's the focus? What's the end goal? We're not at each other's throats. We're not supposed to be, at least. How can we come together and be one in this space? That's the glue. The person that has the ultimate goal in heart and in mind, the one that can look beyond all of the nonsense and really still try and bring things together. Lawrence, thank you for that great question. Our friend at Mrs. Melanie Reyes says, what should be the focus when we have a major life interruption? Wow, wow, wow. This is a really good question um, because I think a lot of time, many of us, I think, man, on a weekly basis, 
if not, you know, maybe not us every week, but I'm saying us or maybe somebody we know. I mean, it's life. We have those life interruptions. And what should be the focus then? I think there are several things that we need to look at during this time when we have life interruptions. The first is the fact of making sure that we can keep a consistent hold on our self-control. The life interruption itself is a circumstance. It's a situation. And nine times out of 10, it's something that we can't necessarily control. But what we can do when we have life interrupting situations is make sure that we keep a hold of ourselves. And what do I mean? A hold of our emotions. Guys, really communicating our thoughts and our feelings. Um, and, and this helps because it will put us in a position to where we're not acting abrasive or where we're not acting out of character when we don't have to and when we don't need to. The second thing I would say, the focus needs to be on what is the rectification when it comes to the situation? Like, are, are there solutions to how it can be solved? And maybe not you by yourself, but maybe you and your friends, you and your spouse, you and your children, you and your community. Do you need help outside? Therapist, a pastor, a mentor, right? Like, what is the life interruption, right? Like, if it's, if it's a health thing, like, there are certain things that are in our control and there are certain things that aren't. But even with the things that aren't in our control, well, what we've got to understand is that when things happen, it doesn't mean that it's the end all be all. We've got to take time to understand the situation, because when we can get an understanding on the situation and learn it and know it, we know how to attack it and come back better than ever. So, Melanie, thank you so much for that question. That was phenomenal, guys. And I got two more lighthearted questions to end today's podcast off. The first one comes from my boy at Josh Kearney 01. He said, thoughts on SummerSlam. So if you follow me, guys, and listen, I don't want y'all to get on this podcast and I always think I'm talking serious, right? I'm a very silly person and goofy person. I love to have fun. Two of the things that really entertain me are, are wrestling and comic books, right? And so I still watch WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor uh, faithfully. And one of the things that I take seriously is my WWE um, pay-per-view event. So I watched SummerSlam last night, seven-hour event. You know what, Josh? I thought it was great. I definitely think we might have seen the best SummerSlam in the last decade. Definitely since 2013, I'd say. Um I thought it was really good. Uh, the matches, the booking was actually way better than I expected it to be. I love the swerves. I loved the title changes. Um, I wasn't too fond of Ronda Rousey's makeup. I don't know what they were trying to do there. Didn't really come out the way that I expected it to. Um, I thought the ending was really interesting. That was a good swerve. I was really kind of pulling for a Paul Heyman heel turn with Roman Reigns. Didn't happen, but I love the way that this happened, and I'm actually excited to see how they play the storyline out now with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar and, and what they're going to do with Roman as well because if you know of course you know big Vince McMahon likes big sweaty man and I'm sure he's excited that his big dog finally got the title so this is going to be interesting I love the heat with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe I thought that was a great match as well um, even on the 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 pre-show um, I definitely thought that it was it was good to see they had JBL back there so you know what that means 
Haynes. It's John O'Clock. I was definitely happy about that. But overall, man, I thought SummerSlam was good. Uh, man, the, 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 the matches that we had this time, these guys put on the show. Seth, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler, excuse me, put on a phenomenal bout. I thought that they went the distance really well. Uh, man, it was really good to see some longer matches. I loved, loved the Becky, he, uh, Becky Lynch heel turn on Charlotte Flair. That was a dude, like, I think that might have made my night. I've been waiting for that for a while. I thought it would have been better had she won the title and turn heel, but you can't win them all. So, yeah, overall, I think this was a great SummerSlam. Definitely beat my expectations. And then the last one comes from my buddy at the Jake guy. He says, did you buy your calves wholesale? Now, listen. You know, if you ever follow me and you see my pictures, you know that leg day is important to me, okay? And these calves, I am going to become a leg model. I'm going to start modeling shoes. I'm going to start modeling in shorts for these sports companies because I work on these legs every day. Jake, no, I did not buy these wholesale. I had to work for them. I put in about a good 50 minutes on level 10 on the stair stepper every day, Monday through Friday. Saturdays, I go for an hour straight. Um... And actually, I've kind of upped the levels lately just to kind of push myself. But I danced the whole time. So literally forward and backwards dancing in that rotation. No holds bars, literally no holding of the bars at all. Just hands up, man. I got a playlist, a YouTube playlist um, that is probably about three hours deep in music that just helps me get through the stairs. So I play it in good rotation. And that's how these legs come. And then, of course, never skipping leg day, baby. That's what we do. Listen, thank you all so much for the questions. Don't forget that you can ask yours as well using the Anchor app or emailing me, booking at richardtaylorjr.com. You can send me a message on Instagram, richard.taylor jr or you can send me a message on facebook richard l taylor jr guys as always you're not losing in life you're not failing you are simply between the dream what is between the dream it's not just the title of my book and it's not just the title of this podcast between the dream is a way of life the point between your present moment and your promise is your process between the dream is the process when you embrace your process you embrace your progress and when you embrace your progress you can walk into every promise every purpose and every plan meant for your life make sure that you follow me on the socials make sure you ask those questions and until next time guys i love you and i want to see you win in everything you do peace